Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Before we get to Dwayne Wade, really, Meek Mill's story is is really fascinating. The rapper who was let out of prison today. Uh, you know, it's been a crazy story over the past few weeks. Many luminaries in sports have stepped up to say, why is he behind bars? He was 
jailed for a parole violation because he was riding his dirt bike and doing wheelies and not wearing a helmet, a crazy thing that put him back behind bars, violating his probation back from when he was 19 when he went into a liquor store with a gun. Now, has he been mistreated by the authorities throughout his, his time? Sure, he has been, and it's been a very big deal the last few weeks. Rob Kraft went to go see him in prison. You have other athletes who are talking about, hey, let's get him out. He doesn't deserve to be in prison. Look, a lot of people around Philadelphia wanted to see him free. Well, but and when you today, get- it happened, and he gets out. And he's, he gets out. He was in prison for six or seven months. Well, what are you going to do in your first day? I'm going to the Sixers game. That's oh, it. all right. That's I'm, cool. I'm going to ring the bell. Go to the game. I'm going to get a custom jersey, and I'm going to be ready to roll. And trying to go through the the legalese of all of this and parole violations, I, I don't know how the language works and all that and what constitutes a, a parole violation, but I'm, I have to imagine that's kind of laid out in some <laughs> uncertain terms. I mean, in no uncertain terms, I should say. Yeah. They that you, you kind of know what you can and can't do. Well, that's so. So that's the thing, right? So if it goes all the way back to the initial arrest, conviction, and then you have all these parole violations thereafter, somewhere in the process, things take a left turn, and you're now behind bars a lot longer than perhaps the violation should have been. But it, it certainly does put a spotlight on the criminal justice system that I think everybody can rationally agree needs reevaluation, reprocessing, and, and trying to figure out exactly where the severity of crimes are versus how they currently sit on the books. Now, let's be fair, because the best thing we can do is be fair about this story, because, because there's, there's good and bad. You can't, you can't prop up Meek Mill like he's some kind of hero, because, but there's a good and there's both sides. There's the reality of this, and the reality is, once again, when others are afraid, sports leads the way. Sports leads the way because they don't comment with political agenda. They don't comment with, well, if I say this, I'm going to upset this side. And I'm not going to be able to put this bill through and so-and-so, and Chuck Schumer is going to block me, and I can't do that. No, they decide this is what I think is right, and I'm going to talk about it. Ben Simmons visited the guy in, in prison. Markel Fultz visited the guy in prison. And as I said, many things seemed very weird and not right when it came to some of his parole violations and what he had to do. So... The fact the sports world steps up when other worlds wouldn't, I mean, we always say it. We say it all the time. When it comes to the world having problems, the United States having trouble with homosexuality and any kind of gay rights and drug laws and all this, sports leads the way because we'll have the conversations that everybody else gets caught up in all kinds of red tape and and politics on. But the realistic part of it is when I see Bob Kraft say, you know, Meek Mill, he's in prison, he should have been there, he's a great guy. Let's hang on a second because Meek Mill as we said, was arrested for possessing a firearm and assaulting police when he was 18. He was arrested four times for parole violation. Okay, he had to go take classes. He had to register and tell people, this is when I'm traveling. He decided not to do that. And the court said, listen, this is what you have to do. Whether you believe it's happened to you or not, whether you should have been arrested for these parole violations, you have to do these things. He wouldn't do them. So he kept getting in trouble and getting arrested and violating parole. This last violation of parole was ridiculous, riding a dirt bike, but this is a guy that's also been in fights, and he's not been able to stay out of trouble. He's been involved with guns and drugs. Okay, so let's realize that that's Meek Mill's life as well. well. Yeah, and whatever you think about drug laws and gun laws, they're currently laws, so you still have to obey them. So, you know, to just whitewash that and just say, hey, that doesn't matter because this 
this isn't how it should be it is ludicrous. And you have all these different violations that, that pile up. It's, it's not a one-off incident. No, one of the judges even said, "Listen, I'm, I, I, you're going. You have to get this. This is not something you can choose to do or not to do. This is the judge who told him you have to register and tell us when you're leaving to go somewhere. This right. is part of your parole. This, these are the rules of your parole. We all, you always hear that, right? In in a, in a movie, you know, and you got, I got to report to my parole. I oh, look at Ocean's there. Eleven. I thought you're gonna no, go I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't think okay. of leaving the state no, no. as he's standing on a payphone, looking at you know, with the casinos behind him. I, I was thinking you're gonna go. I don't think they'll dust up a lot of fuss looking for an old ex-con like me. No, I but, thought that might have been a bridge too far for this one. That's, but yeah, that's what you have to do. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but it's what you have to do. And the whole time this has been going on, Meek Mill's attitude has been one of, you know, the rules of life don't really apply to me. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous what you're at. I don't really need to subscribe to these laws. It's only the laws that I feel like I need to to worry about that I worry about. But this is a guy that's been in trouble for a lot of different things. And before you can say anything, you realize that on the vast majority of any night, 99.99999% of the population finds a way to not get arrested, finds a way to not wind up in something with police. And so that's really the reality of this as well, is that th- th- this is the best thing I can tell you. Sports led the way with this, and I'm glad that he's not sitting in jail for four years for this, you know, popping a wheelie violation, but at the same time realize he's not the big hero at all. This is a guy that's that's really, you know, not done anything because he has. Yeah. And and this is that's that's real. You know, to prop him up as a hero, I'm like, I, you know, to hear, oh, okay, he's a cautionary tale. He's someone you want to fight for. Absolutely. Absolutely. But let's just stop short of saying, okay, now the guy gets out and he's, and he's some kind of hero. Yeah, looking for a, a new trial, questions raised about the credibility of the officer and the 2007 arrest. Certainly that, if it becomes a larger discussion, again, of the justice system and how things are processed and keeping everybody accountable for their roles from start to finish, then it's a conversation that is definitely one that should be started. If this can be the example, and with sports as the backdrop of it, and big sports figures from Bob Kraft, all the members of the Sixers and the city of Philadelphia, then then that's a good thing, and everybody wins on the long term. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca? That's Twitter. At how about a fresca, Mike and Jason? So as the Sixers go on, and we'll have more on Meek Mill. Take your thoughts on that. Really, that's really that's that's how you can. I can't cut it up. You know, you can't paint a sunny sunny face on something when that's the reality of both things. Dwayne Wade tonight may have played his final game in the NBA simply because we're not sure what the future holds for him. Is he going to be healthy enough to play? Does he continue to want to play? Thirty-one minutes tonight, eleven points, four out of fifteen from the floor. And Gabrielle Union, in tweeting about D-Wade following the game, said, hey, now come over to see me. I uh, said this about <laughs> Dwayne Wade. Said, I hope it isn't the end, but my God, Dwayne Wade has a career most people dream of. He's a damn legend, an icon, and he's cute. So I'm getting a little a little bit of sexy time. Oh, I usually on. get the back end. Everybody got- says, and he's cute. Whoa, oh, okay. Wow, see, you just went in the whole No, no, no. You, you have to let me finish like a sentence before I, your brain I, I, I shuts did. off and you start going, wah, 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 wah. I have to worry about, do I have to hit the dump button because you're going to say something crazy? But my, you're welcome. Take that my, for that. Well, listen, that was very WWE. And Mike Harmon, February the 14th, Madison Square Garden. My point about Dwayne Wade, though. Is he done? He's not done. Because it's obvious he is okay accepting a reduced role with the Miami Heat. And he's not an every-night guy anymore, not even close. But 
Can he hit you for 20 and 25 minutes every other night? He still can. And if you can still do that, that's number one, that's beneficial to a team, and it's number two, keep playing. If you can keep if you can keep doing that, keep playing. Not every night. I get if you can't do it every night, and I get if there's some nights where you know what, if it's the second night of back-to-back or the first night, Dwayne's not going to play. I get it. You can shorten your rotation, give somebody else some playing time, how you can do it. But as long as physically he can, because he's still capable of that. He's not at the end where every time he goes out there, he embarrasses himself. We saw the game, the Heat won, he did it all by himself. No, that's it. He was going back eight years, and suddenly Dwayne Wade is 28 years old again, and it was awesome. Keep playing. He can still play. 18 a game, still 49% from the field for the series, and 24 minutes a night. That's what you're looking at. If you can get 24 minutes a night, and every other night, whatever the case may be, in terms of how efficient and productive he is, that's enough to keep a guy around because that's enough. That's a guy that's still putting butts in seats, still selling jerseys as an and as an icon in Miami, and it keeps Gabrielle Union around. Yeah, look, and her, that's a win for everybody. She has a strong Twitter game. She's it almost gets, four million Twitter followers that she goes out and gives us a little bit of love. Bots? No, yeah, she has a lot of, <laughs> and even if they're bots. It'll keep my interest peaked by how far she's willing to let those 280 characters roam. Strong Twitter game. Very sexual. Strong Twitter game. There's nothing wrong with that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Baker Mayfield is in the mix for the Browns to be taken number one overall in Thursday's NFL draft. Did we just run out of storylines so we needed to invent one for the next 48 hours? We're looking at Mayfield. We're looking at Barkley. Or is it else? just the Browns? We're looking at Chubb. We're looking at Brian Sipe. We're looking at Bernie Kosar. We're looking at Leroy Horde. You know, there's a lot of guys we're looking at. Now, I know it's easy to say, all oh, the Browns being the Browns, and the Browns still don't know who they want, all this crap. But I'm going to give the Browns credit because I know exactly what this is all about. Even though Jay Glazer told us last night the Browns were still debating sure. who they're taking at number one. But why suddenly is Baker Mayfield in the mix right here? This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the Jets and other teams nervous that they could take their guy. The Jets, the Broncos, and all they, of these teams. And if you really like those guys, I want you to know we could take any of them. Because they have been linked with Allen, not so much with Rosen, but Allen, Darnold, and now Mayfield. These are the guys that everybody likes. Rosen is falling down a little bit through the first round, what we think, but now they want to be linked with all three of those guys because nobody knows how the first couple of picks are going to go. They know the Jets are taking a quarterback at three. What are the Giants doing? Are they going to stay there and take Barkley? Probably. Could someone move up and and blow them away with an offer? Yes. Jay Glazer told us last night that could happen. So all the Browns are doing is trying to stir up a little bit going, can we get somebody to panic? And if the Jets think that we could take Baker Mayfield number one. Is that going to say, okay, no, no, we really, really love Mayfield. And maybe that they know the Jets absolutely love Mayfield. So we want to see if we can get them to trade with us and the Jets give up a first-round pick next year to move from three to one. The Browns go to three, get Josh Allen or Sam Darnold, and they're happy, and they've got another number one pick. All the Browns are doing right now is trying to rattle cages to see, can we get somebody to panic? Because if they take Baker Mayfield number one, I, that's the biggest That's the biggest upset since Mario Williams went uh, number one over Reggie Bush. Yeah, this is all the poker game, right? Check, check, check. And doing that as you do in rounders to try to drive everybody else nuts and see if they'll go off their game and off of their strategies 
And in the final 48 hours, you just push everything to the center of the table and, and hope you can get somebody to blink. Because we know there are a number of teams with massive amounts of draft picks that are ready to use that stockpile to move up. We, we've seen it a little bit already. The, the curiosity for me is, is what the Colts end up doing because there's still so much work for Ballard to do. Mm-hmm. So be, that's beyond where the Jets and the, and the Broncos are, but certainly you've got other teams, the Patriots no, notably, that have a lot of picks at their disposal that potentially trade back in to try to go grab a quarterback. And so when we look at this Baker Mayfield story coming out, it's interesting because I don't know that I've seen more Baker Mayfield than over the last 48 hours between the reality show, random interviews, random quotes, and all of these things. The We watched the video clip you and I yesterday of uh, off his documentary going off on Buzz Cook. It's like, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. Because you hang out with Brett Favre doesn't mean that but I want to hang out with you. There's so. always one. There's always one quarterback riser and one faller. And this year, the riser is Mayfield and the faller is Rosen. Which Every is year, funny because goes up. because there's not a single person that goes through these processes who said anything negative about the player, Josh Rosen. Right, that's the one that stands out in in all of the draft breaking. You know, breaking down each prospect as we've done for months. And, you know, it's beating a dead horse at this point. Wow. But, Why do you got to say that? Well, you know what? It's part of the unfortunate you know, event. We, we, That's we, the, they're out of school. <laughs> Get this. <laughs> yeah. that you're beating a dead horse thing. Although yes. the horse actually said something. It well, it might have been a crowd. Wow. You know, you know, you know, you know the, the, the place that horses have on this show and you really run a beating a dead horse. Well, I, I wanted to show some there. love to the. You know, was, a series of unfortunate events. They've got not. a school, and and their their mascot is a dead horse. So they say, "Who are we going to beat? What a dead you- horse. Who can't be beat? A dead horse." And and they just keep going. What's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Dead horse. There you go. Okay. See, <laughs> it works. You're sick of this life, but it, it rolls through. But with Josh Rosen, I, I love the he's going to slide. There's going to be this giant movement of him sliding back in the first round. Why? I don't know. He's confident. <laughs> he talks. <laughs> not anything about his on-field play, his arm strength, or anything else. Like, ah, he's got a personality, and uh, teams don't like that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Hold off on Giannis Antetokounmpo being a superstar. Woo! Hold off on it. We watched the Celtics in a very ugly game. Oh, it's not pretty at all. Beat this the Bucks. aesthetically pleasing. 92-87. In the last seven minutes of this game, Giannis took two shots. I don't know how many times he even touched the basketball in the final seven minutes. I don't know that he even said his name in the final four minutes. No, I bet you the they game. said it multiple times. Why? Where's Giannis? Where's Giannis Antetokounmpo? Where's the Greek freak? Is he stuck behind some table that he's not getting a seat at? Does he have to ask the garçon, hey, Pierre Garçon, are you going to get me a table? My goodness. But I really, I don't know how many times he even touched the basketball in the final four and a half minutes. The ball was in Bledsoe's hands the entire time. And look, I, I get it. You know that you know he, he's he's the guy that's going to carry the, bring the ball up. But Middleton had a couple of big shots, and it's like he was invisible. He was absolutely invisible. He he didn't even try to put his imprint on the game. When you're down five and you're down four with four three minutes left to go, I'm sorry, the ball has to get to him. The ball has to get to him for shots to create something for a three, 
but it didn't. You know, it was you know Bledsoe hit a big three. Then they missed a couple of shots and turned the ball over. Then Jalen Brown hit a couple of free throws. Middleton hit a shot, and then there was a couple of missed shots back and forth. And the Bucks lost the ball out of bounds. Greek Freak didn't really have any impact in the final seven minutes of a game. And I'm sorry, but as much as you want to rip LeBron and all these things, there's no way LeBron goes through a game like this and doesn't have some kind of impact on the game. Even if he's not shooting, LeBron is still figuring out a way defensively, setting team teammates up, getting the ball up court. He's not invisible. At times when he has done that in the past, that doesn't happen here. None of the best players. I mean, can you think of any other player? You think Kevin Durant not taking two shots? in the final seven minutes of a Warriors game and barely touching the basketball. You think of Steph Curry, if he was healthy, that would happen? It doesn't happen. Gotta James that's Harden a- not touching the basketball? I mean, that's really where you're at because you're talking about Greek Freak being an MVP candidate. This is He's the next great star. Magic Johnson got fined for tampering. He is at that level of Harden and Curry and Durant. None of those guys would take two shots in the final seven and a half minutes and not touch the basketball. That just would not happen. The guy nearly had a triple-double, and I understand that. But it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about him in the rarefied air with LeBron and Harden, that's fine. How many games have we seen LeBron have a triple-double and you go, boy, he didn't put as much of an imprint on the game as he could have? Well, and he gets destroyed for it, right? I mean, we we watched these games, and we did it the other night when, when for whatever reason, he was posting up and watching J.R. Smith do J.R. Smith things. He's going to get blasted. Giannis doesn't get a free pass here. Your team needs different things, right? Certain teams need different things. Steph Curry doesn't have to score 30 points every night because you have Kevin Durant, and there's nights where he can pick his spots. Certain teams that have more talent. The Bucks, I'll guarantee you, the Celtics, any team that plays them will say, oh, I'll go, you you mean Greek Freak will go 16, 10, and 9. I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up for 10 shots from him and 16 points because nobody else is going to score 35 to beat us. You know, look, Middleton had a nice night with 23, and Bledsoe had 16. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Giannis has to go out. He's got to score 25, 30 points in a game. He's got to do it. Well, it's that, the same the thing we talked good. about. The team is with not good enough yet. But, but that's just it. It's the same thing we talked about with LeBron in this version of the Cavaliers. Unless he's dominating and going to 35, 40 points on the night, they're not winning the game. They're not. There's just not enough complimentary players to put you over. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Now everybody's got a to do list: drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea: let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to Geico.com, and in fifteen minutes, you could be saving fifteen percent or more in car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. We'll have more NBA on the way, but in one minute, is it really possible the name that was thrown out today could be going number one overall in the NFL draft, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter? I'm so excited. No, it's not. You talk, oh, come on, Tim Tebow. Come I'm on, very, real. very excited Listen, about it. He's got a hitting streak going with the Rumble Ponies. He's hitting about 220, 225. He's leveled off. But, I mean, this is rarefied air we're talking about, Tim Tebow, okay? So I love it. It's not going to be you. I'm glad you like it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, if you remember over the weekend, a very big story broke involving an interview on HBO's Real Sports between Bryant Gumbel and Derek Jeter. Bryant Gumbel brought up tanking because the Marlins are selling off all their players and not really doing anything to get better. Are you tanking? 
Derek Jeter got very upset about that and called Brian Gumble mentally weak. We heard all this last couple of days. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, tonight, the interview finally aired. And the whole time, waiting for this to happen, all I kept thinking was the Family Guy episode where they had Gumble on gu- and Gumble. Mm-hmm. 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 So let's hear mm-hmm. how the exchange got, well, a little awkward when Gumble brought up the prospect of tanking. Tanking? What is not tanking? Tanking is not trying your hardest to win ball games every day. We're trying to win ball games every day. If you trade your best players in exchange for prospects, um, it's unlikely you're going to win more games in the immediate future. When you take the field, you have an opportunity to win each and every day. Each and every day. You never tell your team that they're expected to lose. Never. Not now, so you can think. Now, now, I can't tell you how you think. Like, I see your mind. I see. That's how you think. I don't think like that. That's your mind No, I get like that, that, but I, I guess not in so many ways. But words. you don't. But you don't get it. I do. You don't. We have two different minds. I can't wait to get you on the golf course, man. We got. I, I mean, I can't wait for this one. No, I mean. You're mentally weak. Uh, no, I, I just, I'm, I'm realistic. You really expect this team I expect as this team to compete to, to compete and, to uh, compete compete is one Everything. thing compete listen, is one listen, thing right, see, watch my lips not compete. I, I see your I, I see your lips I see I've been seeing them this whole interview <laughs> I see your lips moving constantly you never tell your players that you are expected to lose you don't do that you should take that as a slap in the face as a player you should take that as a slap in the face do you expect them to contend I do I do if I don't believe with the, in the players that we have on the field, who's going to believe in them? But as an executive, it looks like you're delusional if you believe otherwise. Well, call me delusional. <laughs> you know, I, I'm offended with that whole interview. All right, number one, obviously it wasn't nearly full as fire and brimstone. When Jeter calls Gumble mentally weak, he's kind of half serious, half joking about it. Well, I'm going to so take your not, money on the golf yeah, course exactly. is all that and was. And Gumble is laughing, so it's not, oh, the, they're going to do almost guys almost coming to blows in the middle of the square Well, circle. it made it sound like the old Twisted Sister. You're all worthless and weak. But this is my issue, is that Bryant Gumbel, for a guy who's as experienced as he is in interviewing, completely blew the tanking question and allowed Jeter to escape around it. Meaning, when Jeter goes tanking, I don't, like I've never heard this term before, tanking, what do, you, what do you talk about this tanking? I mean, come on, just don't be an idiot. And Jeter was being an idiot during this conversation. Gumble says intentionally losing games. Well, that gives Jeter an out. We're right. not intentionally losing games. Players are put on the field, and we're expecting them to go out and win. And that's what Jeter hooked on to because Gumble asked a horrible question. It was, this is how tanking is done. Tanking is making sure you don't have the best product possible out there You're- because that's how you lose games. It, it, that's like how people thought 10 years ago when people thought about tanking intentionally losing was players would go out there intentionally to lose. That's not how you tank. How you tank is we get rid of all our talent and we throw guys out there that aren't ready for this stage and likely they're going to lose. It's a way for us to lose while we can still say we are trying to win. We're because building the towards to win, something. Yes. They're all trying to win, but Derek Jeter has torn this team down and gotten rid of all the players. Are the more, See, Here's the thing, as much as Brian Gumble did a horrible job in the interview and allowed Derek Jeter to be a worm and wriggle around there, Jeter's not tanking the tank. Jeter is tanking, and we've said this, to move the Marlins. 
He is tanking to move the Marlins. You don't tank and get rid of guys that have team-friendly contracts. Christian Yelich had the most team-friendly contract of anybody. I get trading Stanton. You're stuck for $30 million for the next 10 years apiece. You want to get rid of that. But it's Ozuna is gone and D. Gordon is gone, and now here's Yelich. Yelich was the big one because Yelich completely team-friendly contract, and now he is gone. Derek Jeter has not tried to assuage Marlins fans, and he knows what he's doing. He has allowed fans to get upset. He wants to move the team. I know they're in with a big lease, but there's a lot of taxes that have to be paid by the city of Miami. So here's what's going to happen. In a couple of years, one's going to the games, and there's no interest in the team. Derek Jeter will say, hey, it's a shame we've come to this point, but we will pay the taxes on the stadium if you allow us to leave. And the people of Miami will say, yes, get rid of it. We're so upset with you. We hate you so much. We don't even care about having a baseball team anymore. And Jeter will move the team either to Montreal, Charlotte, someplace, whatever it is. But you don't do what you're doing and completely piss off the fan base unless you are trying to move the Marlins. And I know people are, no, but they've locked it. It doesn't matter. The lease you locked into, that was the other guy's. You'll find a way out. It's all about the taxes that people are going to have to pay. And the more, well, we'll pay the $300 million in taxes so you don't have to pay it, and you let us move. Okay, that's how it's going to go. He's trying to move the team. He is tearing it down so there's no interest in the team at all. If he was really interested in making things better, he would have said, listen, you have to trust me. Marlins fans, trust me. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. We have to do this. Stay with me on this journey. Did you really not want people to come to the games? Because you would not, you would want people to come. Hey, don't lose faith. Come to the games. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care because he would be doing something about keeping interest in the Marlins up high, and he's not because he wants to move the team. He's got the scorn and derision of the legendary Marlins man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Another big night from Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson with 24. Draymond Green with 17. And again, tell me how indispensable Steph Curry is to the Golden State Warriors. As good a player as he is, they roll right through the San Antonio Spurs because they're that loaded. This round will be more of a test. Maybe Steph Curry comes back, maybe he doesn't, but this will be more of a test because clearly the Pelicans have proven, hey, we're pretty good. You think we're not. We're pretty bleeping good. We got some guys that will give you trouble. Our guards are playing really, really well. Good luck trying to shut down Anthony Davis. All right, we are we are, you are not ready for us. This will be a big test, but still, all the Warriors do without Steph Curry, they they move on and they win. It's not as pretty. It's not we don't they don't win by 30 instead they win by 15 and 20, but that's the reality for the Golden State Warriors. Well, one of the things you get to do in the next round is try to create a little misdirection by having people steal the coats of security guards and maybe Steph Curry's and others' warm-up jackets. Welcome to the new game show. That's my jacket, Mike Schumann. Exactly. Maybe it can carry over for another week. Anthony Davis. Mike Schumann's walking out wearing a jacket. Doesn't even fit him. It's like over his hands. Suddenly he's been hired in New Orleans by a local station. (laughs) He's our new correspondent. Hi. Tom (laughs) Hanks at the end of Big when he's wearing the clothes. There you have it. (laughs) I like the way you think. Here was a uh, Kevin Durant special. He took over down the stretch hitting big shot after big shot, including a couple of free throws to help ice things as they did get a test, right? Mm -hmm. San Antonio looked dead in the water for much of this game and then suddenly closed it to within two 
Aldridge finishes with 30 points on the night. Perfect from the free throw line. 14 for 14. 12 rebounds. Monster effort for him. Patty Mills, uh, the second leading scorer at 18. And then you well, you drift down to Manu Ginobili and Kyle Anderson, both with 10. But you, you look at the type of game that Aldridge was, helped will them back into contention. And then it was just too much Draymond Green on the boards doing the extra dirty work and Kevin Durant making a big shot to slow things down in the final minute. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 